Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Possum University podcast, the podcast for dog people. On this episode, we're answering some questions from listeners. And can your dog recognize you in a photograph? Ooh. All that and more coming up next. really long intro without the extra stuff yes without the who we are it's kind of weird it is a little weird i don't like it i think it's okay yeah i had you do it this time because i just literally i can't i can't say possum university podcast anymore while it's being recorded for the intro you struggle literally i think you're just psyching yourself possum university podcast i said it there there. you go when the intro's going and you're watching me with that smug look but i'm not i'm staring at my hands uh-uh. You're a liar. Uh-uh. If you only you guys knew from the second we set this <laughs> new studio up, I've been screwing up the intro every single time. I used to like one, oh, one yeah. take it yeah, for like 60 you episodes. You used to kill it every single time. And then we took like a two month hiatus or three month hiatus. And now I can't speak. I can't even say the name of our own company. <laughs> it's okay. Unreal. Unreal. Okay. All right, I have collected myself, and I'm ready to talk about dogs. Here we are. Are you ready to talk about dogs? I'm always ready to talk about so dogs. So we posted to Instagram. So if you ever want to get in on these Ask the Trainer episodes, all you have to do is you could either submit a question on our website, paulsomeuniversity.com forward slash ask, or you can go to Instagram and just keep an eye out on our story, and we'll do like one of the question forms. So we put a question form up. We don't really give a lot of time, so I put this up like, I don't know, 30 minutes ago? <laughs> But we have a few say, questions. I was going to say an hour, but that's clearly not the case. I don't know. Um, it's usually like whenever I want to do an Ask a Trainer, I'm like, hmm, I should ask Instagram. Do it now. Yeah. And then uh, it's always last minute. But that's good. That means we don't have too many to go through. But we got some good ones. And the first one is actually one of my favorites. And let's see. It's an Instagram handle. So should I read the Instagram handle or just give the question? Just give the question. Okay. So... This person's asking how to get dog to stop. And they're, oh, okay, before I even get into this, a lot of these are going to be like compressed and seem like bad English, but it's because Instagram limits your characters on questions. Oh, does so, it? Yeah, I didn't so, know that. So uh, have some <laughs> grace. How to get dog to stop scratching us when he wants under the covers and give us a different signal. So I guess the dog is jumping up on the bed or pawing at them under the covers trying to get in. Um yeah, and they want to change that signal. Yeah, so I think it's more so like trying to catch it. Like trying to, like if the dog immediately jumps up on the bed and you know that's what they do every single time, then trying to get them, like kind of what I do with Pudge, right? Pudge likes to get under the covers. Mm-hmm. So I offer it to her so she can just go straight under so she doesn't have to, because she will scratch too. Right. She'll like come over and nudge you and stuff. Not Probably not as obnoxiously as, as this dog probably is doing. Yeah, I, but I think we could put a signal to it. Oh, absolutely. Um, I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Do you want me to wait for but you? Like, to- you don't need to discourage it. No. Um, just just start using a signal in place of that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can't think off the top of my head one, like a good signal that I would do. Yeah, because it's it's different. You're in the bed, so it's it's a little bit. I guess you could do like a almost like a reset every single time. Like if they come over to, let's say it's set up like our bedroom where you have the nightstand. If the, you you call your dog over to the nightstand, tell them to sit, 
and then lift the cover up, let them come in. And you mm-hmm. do it enough times, they should come to that location, yeah. sit, and wait for you to let Whatever's them in. Whatever's going to be easiest for that dog. Like, Pudge wouldn't do that. She's too tiny. Right. You know what I mean? Like, she would have to be on the bed first. So, I think it depends on your dog, how big they are, their personality. Yeah. Um, it's all about limitations on how they can communicate. So, if scratching at the covers gets you to open the covers and let them in, yeah. they're going to do that every time. Exactly. So, and I mean, they don't know that it's annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not like, oh, I'm going to piss off mom or dad to get what I want. It's more so this is what I've been doing and it works for me. So I'm going to continue doing it. So, uh, like John said, I think, you know, that dog either coming to the side of the bed or jumping up and, and you're the one offering it first. And maybe you put a word to it or maybe you pat the covers or something. I don't know anything that might work. Catch that moment too. Don't, don't let them under the covers when they scratch. If that's not the behavior you want, because you're rewarding that behavior. So all you need to do is replace that behavior with something else. Say, sit, wait for them to sit and say, you want to come under the covers? Come on, let's go. Let them in. I think the best thing, and this is the good clarification here because I'm glad that you brought that up, but I don't want people to get confused. Um, when we are ignoring bad behavior, it has to be done specifically. So let's say the dog jumps up, you don't catch it, they're scratching, right? I don't want you to yell. I don't need you to reprimand because they don't understand. They're mm-hmm. confused. That's been how it's been working. So now they're like, wait, why am I getting yelled at? You need to switch up the scenery. So you need to get them off the bed, either depending on your on your situation, take them outside real quick, go into a different room, um, get them a toy, like something that changes up the scenery so they forget what just happened Mm -hmm. you're ignoring the behavior getting up getting them off the bed having them come with you it's all exciting yes good boy good girl whatever come back into the room and then you are the one that is initiating what you want to see right but if you just if they're just scratching and you just ignore them i mean yeah it'll eventually stop but it's probably going to be really annoying couldn't you well when they start to scratch, you know what they're looking for. Couldn't you offer then the signal, whatever you want it to be, whether it's they sit, they come and touch your hand, offer that at that moment and then let them in and let them start to associate that new signal with getting in. And you could, instead of, you could, but the scratching already happened, which initiated you doing something. So it's still an association. Right. But could you reset? You have to re- reset by, yeah. by changing up the scenery, distracting right. so, so them So get somehow. them off the bed. Yes. That's, and that, I know them. that sounds really annoying. But to properly get them to understand what's going on, like, like exactly like I always explain with like mental stimulation, like our dogs need it, right? They're, mm-hmm. when they're doing stuff that's annoying. They're jumping on the counter. They're taking this, they're taking that. They, yes, it's annoying, but they don't know that they're being annoying. It's not, it's not something that they're aware of. Right. So when they're doing X, Y, Z behavior that we don't love, I usually tell people, you have to put your frustration aside and realize they're doing it for a reason. So you need to fix that reason. That's your job. But if they're jumping on the counter, barking or grabbing a sock, and then they get mental stimulation, it's going to be associated. So we have to switch up the scenery. We have to detach from the negative moment, the negative behavior moment that we just saw, right. switch it up, and then it's a brand new moment. They're not correlated. The consequence of not doing that would be potentially turning a one-step scratch to get in into a two-step scratch, then sit, then they get undercover. Yes. They don't ever drop the, the first no. thing. Yeah, that the you, first that thing is like. always going to be the scratch because it's the thing that started it. Mm-hmm. I so got we have you. to de- disconnect from that. Right. And that's, again, as simple as just off the beds, put them in a sit or something, mm-hmm. and then initiate. Yep. Or they can come over and snuggle with you for five seconds. Honestly, like, it depends on your dog. It, it really, like, if they are super, super smart and they're very, very dil- diligent, I would probably suggest getting off the bed. But it's like, like, Pudge, like, she wouldn't, like, if she was scratching and I just told her, like, come here, like, come get snuggles real quick. Mm-hmm. And we snuggled for, like, a minute and then I 
padded the bed and put her underneath, like she wouldn't correlate the two. Right. You know what I mean? So it really depends on your dog. That's a good question because that's, we've never had that before and it's very specific. Okay. Next question is about dogs playing together. What is too rough? My pup and sister's pup are very into each other and go at it, but not viciously. They love each other. Just don't know how to play calm. I like this question because I get it a lot. I think a lot of people, my clients, just people in general, they'll take videos of their dogs playing and they're like, is this okay? Right. I'm nervous. It, you gets, know. A, it gets nasty looking. It, it sounds yeah, nasty it too. It does. It does. And I remember when we had Opal and Oakley, they used to play really rough. And mm-hmm. like, I remember my mom, she was like, when you have this baby, I'm not coming over here and watching these dogs and, and they're playing around and getting crazy while I'm trying to watch the baby. And I'm like, cause it made her nervous. Yeah. It made her anxious. And there were times where they were so loud that I couldn't hear myself think. Yeah, like, especially like, Opal, very vocal. Very vocal. I mean, they both were. He would get like growly and he he only played with her. Marrow bones would get thrown across her room. Oh, yeah. Chucking them. Remember the time she almost broke the, the fireplace? Oof. The, the glass fireplace? Yeah, that would have been bad. <laughs> we were like, really, please don't do that. Um, but yeah, they would, but they loved each other. They were, they were the best friends that anybody could have and never any blood. I mean, if anybody cried, like it was totally respected and like, it was, yeah, it you was know, an accident. Opal bit Oakley too hard. Yeah, and and he, he let out a little whimper. She would, she kiss would him. get off. She'd stop. She'd just like look off into the distance without her eyes and then like <laughs> give him a little kiss and then they'd get back and to And they playing. would go right back to it. So, you know, a lot of times it's an accident, but most dogs that are playing rough, there's no crying. There's no blood. There's not like a scuffle. Um, they're pretty good, good at regulating themselves. Yeah, they like, and this is the thing too. Like, I always, I got one of my clients was here the other day, and it's very similar scenario. It's it's her sister's dog, and it's a puppy, and they're playing or whatever, and they switch spots. Like one's being submissive, then the other one's being submissive. This one's on that one's back, then they swap. Um, one interrogates, then the other interrogates. So like, they're both evenly being involved. Um, if you have a dog that's one of the dogs is like running away, hiding under furniture, like really not wanting to disengage. Then that is when I would, I would distract and and cut it off. Um, but sometimes it's not initially, sometimes it's like 15 minutes in, then another dog gets tired. So that is for like, say the puppy, let's say the puppy's not really realizing that the older dog is like done. That's the biggest thing is not realizing it or, or just not being able to respect the other dog's thresholds. And there's always like a happy medium, right? So like a lot of times when the puppies are younger, I'll tell the clients to to kind of get involved in a, in a positive way and, and detach it positively. But then there's also like that other part of like that older dog does need to, I hate using the word correct because it's, it's really not my favorite word. But when it comes to dog on dog play, they need to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Like that older dog needs to say, hey, I'm done. Right. You know? And nothing, nothing crazy, like a growl here, a smack there, whatever. And that's why a lot of people will say, I don't understand that they play so well together. And then after like 10 minutes, one of them just, you know, goes at the other one and barks. They and, were done. Right. They, they had reached their threshold, that's, that's but the other one didn't get it. Yeah. So they had to do that. That is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Do not yell at the dog that is correcting. And I say correcting dog on dog. This is not a, a people thing. Don't, don't yell. Don't really get involved negatively. Don't get upset. Like I had clients here the other day that are struggling with their dogs. She's a baby too. She's like only a year old. Um, reactivity in general. Um, she gets very excited to see dogs on leash, but then I think her brother's dog, they had the puppy and her had an incident where I don't, they, they weren't watching like they were there, but they weren't like intensely watching. They were good for like a half an hour. And then I guess he did something and, and I think she growled and pinned him. 
So they immediately separated them and they haven't really been together ever since. And I said, I was like, probably, probably wasn't the best move. Right. Because, probably, you know, probably and then she got yelled at. An issue. She got yelled at because yeah. they didn't know, they didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you think your dog is acting out, but in reality, it's just, it's just communication. So, uh, I told them to try again. The puppy's now six months, a little bit bigger and we'll, we'll see how it goes. But you know, they can't yell at her for communicating. If it's, if it's unwarranted and the puppy was nowhere near her and she just goes after the puppy, then we have, we have a bigger issue here, right? Still, I don't want you to reprimand because that you don't know what you're reprimanding for. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, if, if it's that type of issue, then it's more of an insecurity thing. But for, for them, I think that the puppy annoyed her and she was like, all right, enough. And that was that. Um, so I don't want her to think that when she corrects and she communicates properly that she now gets in trouble. Right. Because then then we just take the communication away and we just get bites. Right. So basically, if your dogs are playing, two dogs are playing, you're looking for, you let them play, let them get vocal, do what they have to do. As long as it looks like both parties are having fun mm-hmm. and it looks playful. Um, the second it looks like somebody isn't having fun, that's when you want to break it up, get involved um, in a positive way. You don't have to do any yelling. You could just... Take them apart from each other. Give them some mental stimulation Let's go apart. Do and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who um, wants marrow bones? But for the most part, dogs, especially dogs that aren't like immature, like super young puppies, are pretty good at self-regulating their their yeah. uh, play. And I think one step further. Let's say you have three dogs. Let's say one looks uncomfortable, but the other two are playing. You have a dog that's probably getting really insecure. Maybe they favor one dog over the other. That's something to acknowledge as well. And. With the threesome like that, you have to kind of play that by ear. If, if that's something that you guys are dealing with, I would reach out to us so we can figure out what's exactly going on because then that's more emotional. Right. That's when you have at least one dog that needs a little bit of little counter conditioning or something. Yeah, or just is very insecure and they're they're having um, an insecurity issue with their dog that's either their, their person, um, the one that they follow, the one that they feel more confident with and then somebody else is playing with them. Either they're being jealous or... They feel like the other dog that their dog's going to get hurt, mm-hmm. so we have to play around with that. All right. Next question is from Doctor Mammon. <gasps> Ooh, how was giving the second dose of Adequan to Tishy? Is John a pro yet? <laughs> I'll let you answer. So we got Tishy started on Adequan, which is for it's a uh, it's like a non steroidal anti inflammatory drug. So it, it relieves pain and reducing it reduces joint inflammation. So it's like an NSAID, but it's not. What's an NSA ID? Like, like ibuprofen. Not that you give your dog ibuprofen, but I that's actually a human. saw on Chewy they have ibuprofen for dogs. I sent it to Mam, and I was like, "What is this?" She was like, "I have no idea. Hmm. <laughs> I have no idea." Yeah, I don't know about that. I've never like it was very strange, like Advil yeah. for dogs. But it's 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 not an NSA ID, but it it, it works very similarly, similarly that it relieves pain and it reduces inflammation in the joint. Uh, but it also stimulates the production of joint fluid and cartilage. So it'll actually help. Not only will it slow down the damage that's okay. occurring every day, but it might help to rebuild that joint and, and add some more cushioning. And, that's nice. Yeah. So that's why so we're So it's seeing, not just like kind of helping her like at the moment. It's it's working. To it's hopefully improve. reversing cool. to some extent the damage that's, that's been done. So we got her started on that because she's got, girl's got quite a wobble going on <laughs> well the girls uh my best friend's girls they're gonna be 11 8 and 6 they call her the penguin because the penguin. Poor. she waddles she like waddles she's yeah, got like, like four that, stanky legs her her front left arm like her shoulder 
is like, it kind of like loops around like it, yeah. it struggles for sure. And then the back legs, uh, Dr. Mammon said there's a lot of scar tissue. So either like injuries that didn't heal, possibly like ACL tears that didn't heal. And now there's just a ton, like a lump of scar tissue and, just and around inflammation it. and everything. All yeah, that. like when, when she, when she poops, she's basically standing like she's Oakley's all the way to the ground, butthole almost touching it. And like, she's. She's just like, you don't know if she's peeing, if she's pooping, like it's, it's a luck of the draw. Yeah. So we started her on this medication. It's an injectable that I have to give her. Um, I guess right now we're at twice a week. Yes. And then Tuesdays we'll go to Fridays. once a week or something like that. I, yes. A I'm month of twice a week. And then once a week yeah. after that. It's very fast acting. I yeah. think the, the full onset that I read was like 48 hours. Yeah, but so we did we, the first shot with Dr. Mammon. We gave it to her Friday. Yes, and then we had Halloween on Sunday. And we if we didn't do this, we wouldn't have brought her because she wouldn't have lasted. Mm-hmm. She did great. She walked for two hours. That was the longest walk she's ever been on since we got her. She didn't shake afterwards. She no. didn't seem in pain. The she next day tired. she ran up the steps. She was tired, but she wasn't, she just... It wasn't like what it would have been if we didn't have that. So I think that was um, she wouldn't have huge. made it past fifteen minutes. No, she would have she, been exhausted. She gets she gets in pain. Yeah, and she doesn't want to go anymore. So I gave her her second dose this Tuesday, and it was super smooth. Yeah, gave her a little peanut butter and a, and a marrow bone. She you just didn't even that. need my help. No, she's so easy. She's an angel. So just I used the the three finger pinch method that Mammon showed me, mm-hmm. so that I don't over penetrate the skin and just inject the adequan all over the back of her neck <laughs> please <laughs> don't do that down oh uh, it's a little expensive but uh it it's went, actually not that bad when you think about it it's not that bad but when you think about how much one thing is oh, like yes. what's that like 10 bucks that i'm just squirting into the um, air doesn't need to be perfect it comes with two vials right two vials how long does each vial there's, last? there's 10 doses total in there okay there's some serious snoring okay. going on in the background. Yeah, I don't think they ten doses. It's almost a hundred dollars. I think it was like ninety. Okay, so figure like let's say nine dollars per okay. syringe. <laughs> all right, and then the price of the syringe. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't definitely don't want to do that. So it went super smooth. You just stick it in. You you aspirate to make sure you're not in a vein. And you're not stuck through all the way. Now everybody keep in mind that John was an EMT. He is used to these kinds of things. That's why between the two of us, I think I could be able to do it. Yeah, you could. But I think it would make me nervous. Oh, you, any, anybody could with the proper direction. Yes, and they Dr. Mammon was super informative. Oh, well, Danielle is who, who taught yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. And then Dr. Mammon came and made sure that I had the right technique after. Yes. But I nailed it. Our girls. I was doing good. Uh, but yeah, she got her second dose. She's looking she good. She three shots that day and she was just, yeah, she, I'm good. She got her lepto, so... Um, lepto, uh, when we have, we're going to have Dr. Mammon on the podcast. I'd yes. like for her to talk about lepto. We have so many episodes that we need to do with her. Yeah. Cause lepto is a serious thing, a serious disease that we really need to let people know about because we didn't have our dogs vaccinated for it and it's no. deadly. So we got them lepto vaccines. She yeah. got her rabies and then she got her adequam. Yeah. We got her rabies, her three years rabies, right? Mm-hmm. Cause we've, we haven't even had her a year yet. Well, no, I, we actually had to get another one year because there was no record of her rabies vaccine that we had. So Ugh. I was like, just do the... We don't even know her actual Not birth that then. it's a different dose, but you yeah. need two recorded doses okay. to go to a three-year. Gotcha. So in a year, we'll give her her three-year. But it's the same medication. Okay. It's not a different dosage or anything like that. It just needs to be the second dose concurrent. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So went well. I do believe I'm a pro. If, if y'all are hiring, <laughs> let me know. You don't have time for another job. Um, okay. So 
I lost my list here. Stand by. All right. And this is the last question from Instagram, unless one comes in the next five minutes. And this is right up your alley. Help, helping. See, this is where I said that it's like, it's cut up because it, Instagram You sound lost. like me trying to read. All right. I'll give it to you. Help dog adjust to newly crawling baby. Oh, so okay. how do you help your dog adjust to a new, newly crawling baby? Okay, so usually I, I start to work with people. Like, I have a lot of questions I have to ask. What kind of personality does your dog have? Is this a problem for your dog? What is your dog doing while the baby is trying to crawl? Because every dog is different. Um, so all of those things kind of attribute to it. So the more information I have, the better. So let's say, give me a couple different scenarios. So like, baby's crawling, um dog is overly cautious of baby mm-hmm. right like really interested but it also kind of freaks them out yeah because fear and excitement are right next to each other um that is like a good time to counter condition your dog it's good for both parents to be there um one person is with baby in between baby and dog and then the other one is treating and and really more hands-on with the dog more in charge of the dog but both of you can praise and all that good stuff um So then the dog can then realize, okay, when the baby's on the floor, I get really great resources. My mom and dad are happy with me and my anxiety can fade away over time. This is, this needs to be done consistently. Right. Um, You can also use mental stimulation in this type of situation. So let's say like, you know, a lot of people do their stuff with their babies, like where they were their couches, like their TV and stuff. Right. So you put down the baby, the play mat. And the baby's crawling and um, maybe the dog's on the couch or in their bed. A, a safe distance away from the baby. I, the, the farther away, but the clear vision of the baby is what we're looking for. I don't want you to shun the dog. I don't want the dog to be in a different room. They need to be able to see the baby while they are enjoying their mental stimulation. So like a frozen marabone, frozen Kong, bully stick, yak bone, all that good stuff. Um, the other parent can sit with the dog to encourage them to continue. Like they can hold the bully stick because some do- sometimes dogs won't eat when they're a little stressed out. So they need a little bit of encouragement and that's okay. You're not, you're not bribing them. It's, it's your, you're getting them comfortable to do the thing that's more valuable for themselves. Um, so you can, again, praising the dog, um, you know, si- I was, I've been saying lately, like silence is golden unless you have a reactive dog. Like you need to be talking the whole time. You need to be reassuring them and telling them that they're good boys right. and girls. It makes such a difference. It really does. I was saying, would, would you agree? It's either, which one would you, would you agree? It's, it's 70% food, 30% voice or 60% food, 40% voice. Depends on the dog. Yeah, I guess. Depends on how food motivated they are. Yeah. So. The food is a big part, but the voice is is really the other half. It's huge. I mean, it, we saw it yesterday when we had a bear here, a white German shepherd, yeah. who very, very insecure, nervous, mm-hmm. and we just, mom was so surprised that he didn't bark at me, and yeah. we just kept talking to him, and I talked to him, good boy, bear, you're a good boy. We throw, tossed him hot dogs, started yep. taking him out of my hand. No reactivity to what you, and what, anytime what's that he seemed like he was getting a little, like, just staring at me, and like, I don't know about this, like, anytime we were stagnant and talking a boy and he he was you yeah and then it got to the point where we were doing a pair walk i was walking next to you guys and i said he was a good boy and he immediately like ran up to me 
And mom was like, and, why do he look at you? And I was right. like, that's a good thing. He's he, looking for food. He looked at me for, for a treat. Yeah, for and reassurance. He, he booped my hand to yeah. see if there's anything He's in there. He's a sweet boy. And then he went back to you because yep. you had all the treats. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but voice, like talking to them is is so huge. You shut down that negative part of the brain, that 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 subconscious part that talks to them and tells them negative things. I always try to explain it like like angel and devil on the shoulder. That that devil's going to come through every time for them. Yeah. It's the insecurity and their anxiety that plays tricks on them. So they're talking to them. So what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Are you looking at me? Why'd you, why did you move like that? And they are, they are constantly working themselves up until they get to the point of barking, lunging, or growling. But if you're combating those negative thoughts, you're going to get a positive reaction. You're going to see a calmer dog. They won't get to that point. I just actually had a, a pretty good visual like think of like the old slasher films where like the 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 guys coming up with the knife on the victim and you, there's just that like that high pitch noise it's like silent but there's just that high pitch i don't even know what how to I describe it i have no it. idea what you're talking about all right buy some time i'm going to find <laughs> the audio to so that i can explain because i'm going to show the difference with or without talking so Buy some time. Okay. Well, let's go back to the baby because that was the main conversation. Yes. Um, now, if your dog is like, like I have a client that's in California and she's having a really rough time with the baby. Um, very anxious, like kind of like almost like going to muzzle punch the baby when they pick the baby up and stuff. This baby's nowhere near close to crawling, but I'm going to guarantee that they're going to, unless, you know, they do some really intense things before then we're going to have an issue with that. And I think, um, it's okay. We're going to, we're going to work on it, but, um, it's just what they're dealing with. So to be preemptive now, cause I'm sure they're doing tummy time is to really, like I said, one parent with the, with the dog, one parent with the child, um, having tons of high value treats and stuff like that. Not, over exercising her prior because I think that's that was one of the things that I noticed they were doing that were it was probably not setting her up for success like they had when they have people come over even it, it people that she loves people that she's weary about they would always like exercise outside play ball which gets her really worked up um which is not the best thing to do before another thing that's going to work her up it's just going to continue and she's going to hit 10 and she's going to be super reactive um so I said go for a long walk um, something that's not going to stress her out, but, but tire her mentally. You can do a ton of mental stimulation right before go for that walk, mental stimulation. Then the people come over and same thing with the baby. If you know, you're going to be doing, um, tummy time or crawling with the baby on the floor, you need to prep your dog. You need to exercise them appropriately. Don't get them overstimulated or overtired mental stimulation. If keeping her on a leash works, do that. But I would desensitize to the leash, putting the leash on in the house more often, not just when the baby goes down. So there's a lot of little things that go on here that can attribute to stress. And again, it's it's always more specific to the family and the dog and the baby and what the, what the situation really is. So I do urge anybody who's struggling with, with a baby to, um, to reach out to us so we can give you more uh, specific specified, <laughs> more specific help specific. for your situation. Um, so yeah, I guess it really depends on the scenario, but with the baby, a lot of praise, a lot of praising, a lot of treats, uh, good girls, good boys, uh, the whole nines. Um, never, especially a lot of people are nervous in general, but they don't really have a reason to. Like the dog's really not going to do anything, but they're so nervous about the dog being near the baby that they shun them and push them off. And I don't want you guys to do that. I want you to get them away from the baby 
appropriately. So like, let's say Oakley's going towards a baby and maybe, you know, the mom of the baby is a little uncomfortable, even though we know Oakley wouldn't hurt a fly. Um, I'm not going to shove him away. I'm going to say, Oakley, look, and I'm going to have him come to me and he's going to get tons of treats. So he realizes that when he comes away from the baby voluntarily, he gets really good stuff. So instead of pushing him off, talking to him, praising him, working with him to, it's, it's his idea, right? It's like reverse psychology. Um, and I think that would be the best for a lot of our, our new parents out there. Cause they don't realize that the pushing off, you didn't do that prior. You now all of a sudden this baby is here. Now you don't want, you know, the dogs laying on you or the dogs in the bed, this and that. So a lot of things change. So we need to make sure that we're doing these things prior. Okay. I think, I think I have it. Let's see. Horror attention suspense risers. Okay. I just want to try and do a visual here. I can't find the exact one that I want. Okay, let's use that unless this one's high. Oh, that one was juicy. I, I'm confused. What does this have to do Listen, with what all right, we're talking so here's, about? All right, so picture a dog focusing on something. Like they're focusing, they're stiff, and they're focusing on a baby crawling, right? And I'm going to play this sound. And no one's talking to them. It, oh, not that. That sounds like a baseball game. But you see how it hits that point, and in the okay, that point I see what you're at saying. At the end now. is when they snap or they do something okay, they shouldn't so do. I don't watch a lot of horror movies because they scare the crap hey, out of me. Let me let me finish my point, and we can talk about your fear of <laughs> my makeup. fear of fear. <laughs> so it's a lot less dramatic when somebody's talking. Oh, good boy, good boy! It's not that big of a deal, and it never actually hits that. I don't know why I can't find the right sound, but that's close enough. You get it. It's I see the tension what you're rising. Yes. You're breaking up that rising tension because with silence, you just there's just that ringing. It's getting intense and intense and intense until, yeah, and they do something they shouldn't do. Uh, so your voice is what's going to help stop that from happening. Uh, there, that was a lot of work just to get that point across. Just a little. I hope it was worth it. <laughs> I think. I think is, it was a good visual for people. I appreciate it. Let's see. Any more? Any more questions? Oh, one more came in. Really? Ooh, that's an interesting one. What do I do if my roommate's dog seems to be resource guarding me? Awkward. Right? That's interesting. <laughs> from the roommate? Like from the Listen, owner? That's the, the, this is the can game that we play. Can you respond? I can. It was seven minutes ago. I don't know how fast we'll get See a response See if they'll respond. Here. Let's say that's the scenario. That's, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> I need more information. Okay. We're recording right now. Can you give a little more detail? Sent. Huh. We'll come back to that. I'm going to give you the fun fact. Okay. Fun fact music here. I'd like to know what you think. Can dogs recognize owners in photographs? What do you think? I think it depends on the dog. I think it's possible. You think they have the cognitive ability? There's been many times where we FaceTime with my parents or your parents and Pudge realizes that it's them. Right. Or does she just hear them? No, I know that she hears them for sure. But they ha there has been, I would say, a handful of five times that she has directly looked at them. And I know she's making eye contact. Okay. But our parents have a really hard time with getting their faces in full frame oh my god it's always it's always <laughs> it's always their ceiling and then like 30 percent of their it's face it's your mom and her glasses and that's it's it. her glasses she takes them off she squints she puts them back on <laughs> and it's like it's just her a little bit of her face her hair and, and then the, whole the entire ceiling, ceiling. yep it's like, oh, ceiling looks good today yep 
Uh, all right. Well, a study published April 8th, 2020 in the Journal of Animal Cognition. Can dogs recognize owners in photographs? That's not the actual title of the study. The actual title of the study is a little weird. It's dogs and then in parentheses, Canis familiaris, which is the family that dogs fall in, recognize our faces in photographs, implications for existing and future research. So to test this, pet dogs were briefly separated from their owners and to achieve reunion, they needed to select the location indicated by a photograph of their owner's face. Results revealed that dogs approached their owner significantly above chance level when presented with photos taken under optimal conditions. Dogs are more likely to choose the owner if they directed a higher percentage of looking time towards the owner's photograph compared to the stranger's. This study provides direct evidence that dogs are able to recognize their owner's face from photographs. The results imply that motion and three-dimensional information is not necessary for recognition. So the link to that study will be in the show notes. I thought that was pretty interesting. That is interesting. Oh, and we have our, our music fading out here. Very nice. Um, yeah, so I don't know if Oakley, I mean, Oakley just kind of... That's why I said it depends on the dog. Maybe he's not smart enough. No, he's a happy oh, dog. Oh, he just, look, look at him, look at him. Are you guys freaking kidding he me? I'm right here. He just sat up from a dead sleeve. He just got up like, what? what? talking about I'm dumb. What are you talking about? We love you, buddy. I, I actually thought that was an interesting study. It was done, I believe, in a different country. So there was a bit of a language barrier. And the, they only posted the abstract, but the abstract included the conclusion. So that's all that really matters. Okay. I know. You don't understand any of that jargon. Nope. And nonsense. All right. Let me see if we got an answer on this question about the resource guarding from... The uh, roommate. If not, you're just going to have to assume. Yeah. I don't have anything yet. What else could it be? In terms of what? Yeah, like like the dog is resource guarding this person, but it's not their dog. So, like, who is who else would the dog be guarding the roommate from? Unless it was the owner. I think that, that the roommate's dog is resource guarding the roommate from her. And I wonder if it's because she is nicer. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If, but if it's not, that's what I'm saying. If that's not the scenario, Oakley, that was a big shake, buddy. Yeah, look at all that hair. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, if it's not that scenario, who else would the dog what be would guarding? The alternative? Well, let's Unless address there's that. there's another dog involved. That's the scenario that my brain goes to first and your brain went to first. So let's address that. And okay. if it changes or we can just address a different scenario if it was worded I, differently. But I need more information. I need to know... Like the relationship between the dog and the owner, is it really a good relationship? Is, I don't mean for this to sound bad, but is the owner a guy and the roommate a girl? True. Like that has a lot, and not even, like they, they could be the nicest guy in the world. But if this dog is is, uh, spending more time, maybe the, the girl roommate is working from home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There, there could be a lot of different scenarios here. And it's possible that the dog was brought into, like, even though it's the roommate's dog, the dog was brought into that situation. And it wasn't like the roommate Isn't moved it, in yes. with the dog. Like, yes. the dog came after no, the No, it all happened at the same time. Right. So maybe the dog can't really so it's differentiate. Not muddy, it's not muddy for the dog. Right. Doesn't understand. He just thinks that you're all one big family. Yeah. And for whatever reason. Doesn't realize it's offensive. Likes you more <laughs> and feels. Safer. The. The premise of resource guarding is insecurity and you, and you feel like your resource will be taken. So you're providing some kind of resource if this is the case. You're the resource, whether it be attention and affection, whether it be you give the treats, you you feed at certain times or that's whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like if, if the roommate that's being guarded is home more often than the owner, 
Yes, but there's got to be something else going on there for a, a dog. To, and it is it that scenario? Because I have a client right now whose son still lives with her. She's got two dogs. I think he's a cattle dog. So he's, he's very intelligent and he needs a lot of exercise and he will guard who is ever sitting with him. So like if he's in the TV room with mom and the and the son comes down and comes into the room, he'll he'll growl. Mm-hmm. He'll, but he'll do it vice versa. So if he's sitting with the son in the on the couch and the mom walks in the room, same scenario. It doesn't matter. It's not the person itself. It's more of the situation of the movement of like being in a room and feeling safe and and being loved up on. Yeah. And someone coming in to take that love away. There was that that great Pyrenees we had that guarded anybody who tried to enter the living room when they were in the living room with dad watching TV. Yes. Similar situation. Yeah. Because he loved everybody else in the family. Exactly. But it was just something about coming in and interrupting that time, which makes you wonder, like, is that is that like the, is that the time that that dog values the most? Well, yeah. If, if, you know, some dogs were never really meant to be in the hustle bustle family. You know what I mean? Like they should have probably lived alone with, someone who has a very lax yeah. life and not a hustle and bustle type kid family home. And a great Pyrenees is a tough dog to to work with. They <laughs> they have uh it's they like it's to be struggle. busy and they they like to perform very specific tasks. So it's tough to bring them into a situation and living in the home and just expect them to That's why we always say like if you really want a purebred dog, you really have to do your research in what you're doing because not every Dog fits your family lifestyle. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we have to stop forcing these dogs to be what they're not meant to be. Right. Not saying that you can't get the most lovable Great Pyrenees in the world. But it's not It's not super common. Yeah, it's not like, 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 To do well with kids. Um, and like me, me and John say all the time, we're not super breed oriented. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the information that I feel strongly about to avoid... Dogs getting having like having to get put down because they're in the wrong situation and they never should have been in that situation to begin with. It's not their fault. So back on track to the resource guarding. Yes. The only other way I can interpret that question is that the roommate's dog is resource guarding from her. Read it again. Derailing me. Sorry. Hang on. Yeah, I just wanna I wanna see the wording. What do I do if my roommate's dog seems to be resource guarding me? See, when I hear seems to and resource guarding me, that makes me think, because seems to, you would think, this is strange. Why am I being guarded? But wouldn't they just add the from me? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm thinking that the dog is resource guarding this person from the roommate. Well, that's that's what we've been discussing this whole time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're on the same page Oh, here. I'm confused. I know you are. <laughs> I thought you meant that I they was saying, and said that the dog was guarding from the roommate. I was saying, let's cover all our bases. Okay. And let's just say, what if she meant, Okay. my, my roommate's dog is resource guarding from me. Okay. So I'm going to say you need a licensed professional either way. Okay. <laughs> because guarding is not something you should be working with on your own. That is psychological. That is emotionally based. And a lot of people can do so much more harm than good when, really when set they're... yourself back. What do you mean? You could really set oh, yourself back. Yes, absolutely. I, I need to talking... turn your headphones off. I, I feel like I need to turn your headphones off. I thought you were talking about me. Like I was setting myself back. 
Um, yeah, it's very, very dangerous to deal with guarding on your own. Very dangerous. So I, I urge you, don't be the Googler. Don't be the person who thinks they need to be alpha. The Googler. The Googler. Um, don't, don't do it. But this person, I, this, we've interacted with this person quite a bit. I, I don't think they're the type to do something stupid. So. Okay, good. Um, I, that's all the questions we have. We got our fun fact in the books. Anything else you'd like to discuss? We had our first uh, reactivity class. We did. It was great. In I the was rain. so happy. Only a little bit. Light drizzle. It's ironic because we we uh, canceled the first class, which rescheduled. was supposed to be. We rescheduled the first class, which was supposed to be Saturday before the Saturday before Halloween because it was supposed to rain all day. It was supposed to be nasty. It ended up being gorgeous. Blue skies. That yeah, was pretty pissed. Yeah. And then we were like, well, at least it's not muddy. But when you look at it, we didn't even step in the grass yeah. when we did the class this time. And now we didn't. We decided not to cancel Tuesday's class. And, and it, it rained. It was freezing. And it was just a and light drizzle. it wasn't drizzle. supposed to. It was just a light it drizzle. It came out of nowhere. Like an hour before the class, we look at the, the weather and it's and it's rain for yeah. the next five hours. And I was like, what? Well, we had a great class. It Everybody so well. was, was total troopers. We had really awesome dogs who really like... I, I think everybody saw what they wanted to see and they got what they wanted out of that class. And everybody left saying that they were very happy with the results. Everybody left and we're like, whew, that was pretty good. I was really jazzed about it. Yeah. So now we have two this weekend. We want one Saturday, one Sunday. Sunday yeah. is the rescheduled class. Uh, we opened up another day. And at the time of recording this, there are three spots left on December 4th. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday which means it's an 11 to 12 class. So if you are in the New Jersey area and want to take the trip to Paulson University in Millstone, New Jersey, um, and you want to come hang out with us December 4th, 11 to 12. But we're adding two more dates. We're going to add more dates. You can go to paulsonuniversity.com forward slash group to find all of our upcoming group classes. It, it I try and stay on top of it, so it'll say if it's booked or not. If it's not booked, click through, book it. Uh, most classes are about $80 for a one-hour session. And I think everybody's so far been very happy with it and felt like they got their money's worth out of it. And uh, yeah, I think everybody last class was like super excited. Like, yeah. I can't believe how good my dog's doing. And, and everybody kind of made friends. Yeah, and everybody made friends. And two of the people that were there said, the next time we come, make sure that we're together. Yeah, they like, wanted to they wanted to join in with each other because they yeah. enjoyed being around each other. It's fun to, to meet other dog people who kind of struggle with the same things but want the same things you know want want our dogs to be really confident and happy and stuff so it's nice to see that it's nice to see people you know get together and and really want that for their dogs so it was it was really great i was really really happy about it um and then we're also going to be adding puppy and regular classes during the week as well right we're gonna are we gonna wait for the barn to be finished to do puppy classes this way people can get down on the turf and yes we need to we need to get the barn going yeah we need help. I've I've had some some physical ailments that are stopping me from. So it's it's been it's been tough. Like since moving in and stuff, we did a lot of work on the house in general. So John and I are both kind of hurting from we, that. We thought we were twenty. We're not. We're not twenty. No, we're not. No. And so our our bodies are pretty messed up. John's in PT right now. I am pregnant, so I have to be careful. I recently had my neck surgery um, in the beginning of the summer, and it's better, but I'm still. I'm still in pain. Like my, my neck is still getting used to having, um, the new disc. So, um, it's, it's a little wonky right now. We have to really take care of ourselves and it's hard to do all of that on our own. Um, especially with having JJ. Yeah. Luckily we get some help. Um, but yeah, it's, it's difficult. So we're working. I think that's our next big step. 
is to get the barn ready to and go. And we still have to finish the fencing for the goats. They're waiting to come. I know. But you you need you need to pick a day for my dad, your dad, and your brother to come so you guys your can get it done. Your dad just had meniscus surgery. He can stand there and hold a fence. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if he can mow the lawn and he can blow the leaves, he can stand there and hold the damn fence while you guys screw it in. What is it if you could dodge a brick? If you can dodge a brick, you can dodge a ball. Yeah, that's what that made me think of. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this one up. If you are enjoying this podcast and you haven't already, feel free to subscribe. Or now I think it's follow. Apple changed their vernacular to follow. But you can like, subscribe on Spotify, wherever you're listening to us. iHeartRadio, you can subscribe to us. And I believe, again, it's just Apple that allows you to leave a review. So if you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, even if you don't use Apple Podcasts, that'd be really cool. Really appreciate it. Uh, head over to possumuniversity.com to see everything that we're doing. If you want to work with us, do virtual training sessions. If you're in the New Jersey area, you can get in on a group class that we, like we were just talking about. Instagram, at Possum University. We're trying to continue to put out content. Our YouTube, Possum University. TikTok, Possum University. We really got to get TikTok going again. Yeah. Yeah. We got to be careful what we post. Because I'm starting to understand the algorithm. And I think that if you post a reel that you already put on Instagram and you put it on TikTok and it already has the Instagram um, logo watermark on yeah. it, it's not going to push it through through the algorithm. And it's the what same for that? Instagram. If you post What's a TikTok that? video, chances are it's not going to. I'm just not as techy as everybody else. And I only know how to make the video in either TikTok or Instagram reels. What you have to do is you have to. What is it? Adobe Rush? Everybody no, uses different. You just need to apps. have your video separate. Yeah. And then put find it in. Find the audio. Find the audio on both platforms. Yeah, that's what I struggle with because platforms. you can't search an audio. You have to find it. You can on Instagram now. You can No, you can search on both of them. Just know what it's called. Uh, you look bewildered. Be- because I've tried that and I get no, nothing. Instagram allows you to search sounds. Okay. And then it's, sometimes there's hashtags associated with those sounds. Okay. I'm going to need your help. Okay. I'll try I put a it. lot of effort into my Instagram reels and they never take off. Hey, the Pudge one was taken off. Then Instagram was like, you thought. Yeah, but why? We got 10,000 views in 45 minutes and then it just stopped. Why do they Middle why of the day they, on a Sunday, it just like stopped. I don't know. Because we post no good stuff. I don't really get it. We, maybe we need a social media class because we're really not experts. So much content just goes to waste. It's sad. We'll, we'll cry about it together. And you know what? I have to mention, who was it? Oh, let me look for the thing real quick. Somebody really validated me yesterday, and I was really happy about it because that doesn't happen often. It was on your picture with the mug. Okay. Where is it? I'll start the outro music. You have 55 seconds. Oh, my um, like I said, follow us uh, at Paulson University on Instagram. You can follow us on uh, Facebook. Join our private Facebook group, which really needs some some new breath breathe into it so we'd like people to be interacting on there um you were wrong podcast. about that by the way it's on it's on my one with tishy i did i did a thing about um do i train pitbulls and i was saying it's the the clip from the little mermaid um she said it's jolly walker uk yes this is what more trainers should be doing you have the knowledge to help these babies instead of buying a collie type dog from a breeder to prove that you can train all fancy and stuff i wish there were more trainers like you well done and i said thank you so much for validating me because sometimes i get insecure about the fact that i don't have that dog that's like underneath my legs weaving in and out and that people want to see that 
And she was like, no, this is what, this is what people with your skills should be doing. You just totally missed. Can you hear the outro music? I never told you to put the outro music on. So oh, that is you your just own fault. ruined my beautiful ending. And you totally lied to me. It was on a different post completely. So you oh, derailed sad. me at least 10 seconds. It's my fault. She dyed her hair. It's bright red again. And she's feeling good about herself. That's what's happened right now. I got now. my prego pops today. I'm feeling prego good. Prego pops. I've been super nauseous lately, I which is not too. fun. I've been nothing but a gentleman. Other than putting that on and derailing me and now making it my fault. This is what it's like. I you was trying understand? to say something nice and you totally rushed Is there more me. you can say? You have another 34 No, she seconds. said, I think you're you're doing exactly what trainers should be doing with their skills. Good for you for putting your talent to really good use. So I was really happy that she said that because it made me feel real good. Good. I'm glad. I saw it coming in. I was like, that's nice. She's going to like to see them. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> It's strange because you you can't seconds. you can't make dog training sexy when you do behavior work. Nope, it's different. Try, it's no. so different. Until next week. Class dismissed.